everyone. As usual, my intro is just super awkward. It's fine. Um, by now, you just have come to love it about me. I'm gonna tell every. I'm gonna tell myself that they're like, "You loved us. It's fine." Welcome to Parentel. My name is Kayla. We are talking about all things parenting, pregnancy, postpartum. You know, the nitty gritty, the cool things, the really fucked up things, everything in between. I'm super excited for this episode because I like know about this, but I don't know about it from a parent perspective. So it is kind of brand new information to me. Uh, We're going to be talking about weed, you guys, and how that coincides with being a parent and the stigmas that you may face and the stereotypes and the privilege, all of it. Um, I'm very, very excited. I'm sorry. I just realized my son is crying. I'm sorry if you can hear that in the background. It's okay. We're past fire weaning. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that that's been a thing. We're, yeah, we are. It's happening. So it's okay. Uh, My guest this evening is Jessica Gonzalez. Hi, Jessica. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today about cannabis. Thanks, Kayla, for having me. I'm very excited. And the baby crying in the background makes this very <laughs> parent-tell friendly. <laughs> yes, this is very on brand for me. <laughs> um, so I found Jessica through the Instagram algorithm. Um, and I was drawn to her because she is very open about the fact that she uses cannabis and she's a parent. And she does both things at the same time, which is perfectly normal and possible. Um, and I think I just like, I think I also saw you were going to like Disney one day and I was like, Oh my God. And she lives in California and I miss Disney so much. And I miss, so it was just like, yep, I want, I want to talk to this person. Um, so I think I like commented on one of your posts or something. And then I eventually emailed you and here we are. I am so glad that you did. I am a fellow (laughs) Disney fan myself. (laughs) So obviously that's why I went. So Yes. And ironically, Disney is kind of what brought me to here, to be in wow. what this is. I know, very full circle, very full okay. circle. Well, I'm very excited to learn more about that. Um, I guess we'll start off with just um, tell me more about how did you get started with your cannabis experience as a parent? Because I think it's especially like in American culture and in like mainstream American culture, a lot of people think that that's something that you participate in from like age 16 to like 22. And then you just, you know, and then you just stop doing it. Or a lot of people think that like, if you're over that age, if you're over the age of 22 and you're still smoking or doing edibles or anything like that, then you're like, a weird stoner lose, you know, like, like the very dramatic stereotypes of like, you live in your mother's basement, which is just like, not, yeah, you don't have your life together. All, yeah. All of that. Yeah. Like it's, it's not true. And that's, I feel like that's when you're single or, you know, that's when you're not a parent. And so then when you become a parent, God forbid you do anything like that. So I would love to know just like maybe how you, have started to use cannabis to influence your parenting and then we'll go from there. So I was a mom that was using food and alcohol, (laughs) excuse me, in addition to my medication to ease my anxiety. So if it was a social situation, it was obviously going to be alcohol and food. If it was 
um, you know, uh, you know, different situations require different things, but I was heavily abusing both and knowing that I needed a better way. And so, um, I had a girlfriend kind of reintroduce cannabis to me because I, for myself, sought, uh, knew of it recreationally because like you mentioned, age 16 to, you know, 20, whatever, um, here and there. But, uh, as a, as a mother and as an adult in my thirties, it was a very different experience. You know, mm -hmm. she introduced to me vaping, which I had never heard of in my entire life. You know, I only knew about joints and bongs. I was very like, you know, that, that was it. It was very <laughs> simplified for me. So I was completely flabbergasted when she handed me this contraption that was an oil that was tasted very similar to cannabis and had the very similar effects to cannabis. But it was like in a more discreet fashion, which to me as a mother, that was a godsend because I didn't want to smell like cannabis. I mm -hmm. didn't want to have to like go through the ritual of like grinding it and finding a lighter and finding this, like the convenience of it was amazing. So for me, it was like this aha moment. I'm like, Oh, well, okay. I guess I can't have cannabis again, like in this yeah. form. And I noticed the nights that I would consume it, I would have less alcohol, which was essentially my goal. Anyway, I didn't want to be drinking as much as I was drinking, but I was so depressed and so anxious and so miserable that I was using the worst tools and kind of like creating my own demise. And with the cannabis, I wouldn't use alcohol, which meant I had more energy to work out the next day, which meant I wasn't as short with my kids the next day, which meant I had a good night's sleep, which meant I wasn't eating poorly. And so it was like this catalyst for wellness that I, I never intended. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, this is an alternative tonight. That I don't want to drink. You know, I, I never knew it was going to be like, whoa, this is really going to take care of a lot of anxiety you have. Instead of creating those munchkin effects, I would gravitate towards products that would have uh, more of like, you know, blissful experience, creative experience, not that couch lock experience that, that, you know, some people want to go for. It's just not, not for me, you know, and yeah. some people do need that to have chronic pain. I need that sort of dose once a month for my menstrual pain. And you have to, you know, obviously treat that as medicine and, and as such. So uh, I was really grateful that this woman introduced it to me. She had a medical card. So she soon got me a medical card because this was before legalization. And in my mind at the time, I, I was very naive and, you know, because they don't educate us really. Um, I thought I had to have like really chronic back pain to have a medical card and or like really crazy insomnia, you know, and I didn't know that I could just be like a normal functioning human that has like pain and headaches and all these things. And I could get a cannabis card. So I did, and I did it the right way. And I took it upon myself to educate myself at that point. And that's pretty much what kind of led me to where we are today. Wow. That's awesome. Um, I mean, you said so many good things. I do want to talk about how you said before you were using, you acknowledged that you were using food and alcohol as a coping mechanism. Yes. And I feel like, unfortunately, that is all too common in parents, particularly moms, because we've talked about this on the show before, how um, most of the mental and physical uh, workload for parenting and having children does fall on the mom. And, you know, we, we don't get breaks, we're burnt out, and your body seeks out some sort of coping mechanism. And the junk food, you know, the kids snacks are right there in the pantry. And the wine is right there, you know, like it's, it's right there. And you're just and who's going to tell you no, exactly, because you're the you're boss, you're alone. in charge. 
Yeah. I'm in charge. Yeah. My husband's working. He's gone 60 hours a week. Who is going to stop me? No yeah. one is going to stop me. So yeah. And it becomes yes. definitely, um, it's so interesting. I feel like I have to bring this up because I noticed it, um, through a different lens. Now it's so funny how you watch like the same shows again. And once you're a parent though, you see it differently. So my husband and I have been rewatching modern family on Hulu and too, like, we are too. Oh my gosh. Oh no my way. gosh. I like, <laughs> want to tell my husband right now, like watching it too. <laughs> I mean, like I love, I love it. And I actually don't think I ever, I don't think I finished it. Like when it was on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're doing it. Like we yeah. like, felt like we owed it to Modern yes. family to like do the whole season. Oh, yeah. I get you. I get you, Kayla. So we're watching it and not so much anymore because we're, I think we're on season 10, which I think is the last season. Yeah. You're almost done. I think. Yeah, yeah. We're almost done. I would say closer, like when, so I'm talking about Claire Dunphy, which is, if you don't watch Modern Family, I mean, I'm sure you've seen like clips. It's the blonde woman. She was in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> if that reference like works out for you. Um, oh my gosh. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I'm always telling my husband, like, you know, that's her, right? Like that was the news report. Like that was, yes, that was her 100%. That was her, which is very strange. Um, She's aged fantastically. Like, oh my God, girl, get it. So when her kids in Modern Family, when the kids are younger, like high school, middle school age, they, the amount of jokes that are written into the show that have to do with her constantly drinking or her always drinking wine or her like, Oh wait, they're constantly making a crack of like, Oh, is that only your first bottle? You know, like, and it's like, to me, that's lazy writing in the first place, but that's just my opinion. And no, I'm not a TV writer. So what do I know? But as a parent now seeing that joke, I not only still think it's lazy writing, but I also think it's kind of really irresponsible to be making jokes about that on a TV show because it just continues to perpetuate the stereotype that mom, mommies love wine and mommy needs wine to parent her children or mommy needs wine to get through the day. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I love wine. Absolutely. But there's a, there's a fine line between enjoying it and owning it versus basically stereotyping and saying that all moms like are almost like just winos and like almost functioning alcoholics. Um, so when you said you were using alcohol to cope, it just immediately reminded me of Claire Dunphy on modern family and how like, it's just such a stereotype, at least in our culture, like at least in the American culture and it's accepted though. Like it's fine. Oh, totally. Except there's go to target, look at the rosé all day tank tops and mommy needs a glass of wine. And, um, you know, the socks that say, bring me wine and all those things that I, that's why I was like, it's socially acceptable. Of course. Yeah. I could rosé all day. Show me, show me the yeah. bottle. I'll show yeah. you, you know, and yeah. the television shows, you know, um, a modern family, uh, blackish. Also the mom drinks a lot of wine as well. And mm-hmm. I, another show that we watch, cause I, I note that stuff. When you take a break from that stuff, you start to really realize it. And when I would watch the, the modern sitcoms with my family, I'd go, look how much the freaking moms are drinking on here. Imagine if that was a joint in her hand or she was putting a tincture in her mouth. People would be losing their minds. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, so why it's is, interesting. yeah. Like why is wine mommy culture accepted? And yet, if you're using, 
you know, a depressant, which so like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like weed is a depressant. Alcohol is a depressant. Like, so technically it has the exact same effect, not exact same, similar effect similar. on your brain. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. I shouldn't say similar effect on your brain. And yet one is accepted and the other is demonized and like super wrong and gross. So leading into that, how now that you've kind of like shifted and, you know, you own your cannabis use as well as the fact that you are a parent, how have you seen, um, like, do people, if they find out, like, do they see you differently or like, how has that experience been for you when you kind of inevitably, if you're comfortable and if it warrants it, you're like, Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll pick up Johnny from uh, the play date. And, um, by the way, yes, that is a, a cannabis leaf on the back of my car. Cool. <laughs> it's so hard to make mom friends. Um, you know, it's hard for two reasons because a, I have social anxiety. So for me to put myself out there to begin with is very difficult at the playground. Same. And so, yeah. Yeah. And so if, and when I do, I, uh, had, had, I said had for a reason because I've changed my, my, my stigma with this. I had to usually be very mindful of what I said. So I would say that I was a journalist because at the time I was writing for, a, you know, a few, a few things. And so I was like, well, I am writing for a few websites and stuff. So technically I am journaling and, uh, you know, we'll just go, go through that. So, uh, and then I told people I was a consultant and then I told people I was in the wellness industry. And so kind of like <laughs> umbrella. And then all of a sudden I was like, I work in the cannabis industry and I'm an educator. Like it's just like, it is what it is, happens. you know, like it's, that's, it's the truth yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, like I'm sure that not every mom has been as accepting and totally judging where there yeah. more often than not. And that could be the areas that I do choose to live. I do choose to live in areas that are a little bit more conservative, not by, not because I am, I'm not conservative. I'm actually quite liberal, liberal person, but uh, you know, it's where these good schools are tend to be a little bit more conservative. And I'm going for this education as a mother, we're going for the little areas that are the pockets of, of the, the, the seven above seven and above, you know, the ones that have really good educations. And so I do our, we do our best to pay the higher rent to be in those areas that have, we I'm blessed and I understand and uh, I understand that privilege, but we do what we do because we can provide that for our children. And with that becomes a lot of stigma because those are the neighborhoods that also don't want any dispensaries. They hardly want any deliveries. They definitely don't want any billboards. And so it's, if, if they find out there's a mom in that city oh or in gosh. their neighborhood, that is also mind you, because I'm like the mom that wants to just loud and proud. I was room mom for a lot, a lot of years. So when they found out that their room mom was a cannabis consume, I mean, really a riot in the streets. Yeah. Well, at one point towards the end of the year with my youngest, uh, we were living in Irvine at the time. So probably the most conservative area you could live in, in California. (laughs) Really? I just associate Irvine with um, one of the only Cocos locations, the Japanese curry. So to me, I'm like, you say Irvine. I'm like, oh, I Japanese, love Japanese curry. I'm not knocking on Irvine. Yes. And Jap- <laughs> they have the best Asian cuisine in America. If you ask me, I am, I'm such a foodie. And though I do live in the Bay area, nothing compares to Irvine. Oh my gosh. Irvine shout out to Irvine and their food, <laughs> but they're super conservative and they're, mm. they are also an incorporated city. So they have, they make their own rules. Oh, Therefore, wow. Yes. So it's very, it's even more like, tut, tut, tut. so yeah, I didn't know that. 
we felt like we were living in a dormitory. We used to joke around, like, I feel like I never left college. You know, you oh feel like you're gosh. just like it. You're constantly being watched, minding your P's and Q's. You know, it's just really interesting. So the, when the parents found out at the end of my child, child's school year, uh, <laughs> there was a little bit of an uproar, like you were oh, saying. Wow. I, let's just say I was not allowed to attend the last field trip. I was always a chaperone. And they made it so that I was not a chaperone. So you were just, you're just done. You were out. I was allowed to drop, drop off my child. And, um, that was, that was, yeah, it was really interesting. It was, that's when I knew I was like, I am not living in the right city for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think yeah. I'm going to be, I don't see myself growing in this city. Yeah. Um, I was able to create two, find two moms that were cannabis friendly moms and surprised. I was so shocked and so surprised. Um, and you know, they're, they're fine people and everything, but it's just, I was accused of a lot of things with that. The, uh, one of the moms was a, a principal at another assistant principal at a different school. And when we were on a field trip one time, she cornered me on the bus and said, it was quote, people like you that make my job a lot harder. <gasps> wow. Wow. Uh, what was she trying to imply that like, because you're trying vape. to sell weed to like yeah. high schoolers or something like because children vape now, but it's like, Whatever the drug is, they're going to find. It's they're about gonna, educating yeah, the yeah. children. It's not the method or the people that benefit from it. It's like, yes, your child is, you know, children are vaping. And I'm very sorry to hear that. But also, you know, this goes on to the parents. We need to educate our children better. We need to educate ourselves better. It's really, you know, we, we come from a generation of the drugs, the war on drugs. Yeah. We come from a generation of dare. And those two things have already been debunked by numerous, numerous entities. And so how do we grow and educate and move on from something that we believed in so much? Yeah. It was just you like, know? it was ingrained in us. I mean, and from elementary school. So it's, I mean, I have to say like, even myself, I feel like, you know, what I have to like, be honest with myself, like would I feel comfortable leaving my child, Robin, with someone who I know is a cannabis parent. My like knee jerk instinct is nope. I and know. then I, but then Absolutely. I sit there and like, well, well, why, why am I saying no? Like, what's the difference between that and a parent who's going to drink heavily when my child is there? Like, what's the dip, you know, like, where is, why is it so bad? And I, that's, that's really like the root of the issue. And it is really hard when like we were taught, yes, like the war on like just say no. I have a freaking dare shirt, ironically, but I have a dare shirt. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and yes, we were just taught that like it's the this is your brain on drug. You know, like do you remember every those commercials? Like <laughs> who doesn't think of that commercial every time you crack an egg? I to this day think of the commercial. I whisper it in my little head that just <laughs> It floats off into the memory bank. Oh my gosh. And so it's just so hard to (sighs) correct your own line of thinking, even when you do, you know, like in terms of parenting, it's so hard for me to like ease up even when like non-parent me, like doesn't give a fuck, like totally down, like it's perfectly fine. And it's, it comes from a large part of it comes from just like what we heard growing up, which a lot of it, as you said, like. It's not true. Just especially when it comes to cannabis, like it's yeah, not true. It was it was true. A, it was scare tactics. Like a, it was a lot, a lot of, scare, lot tactics. of scare tactics because. It, but again, like what you said, you know, I mean, if you're listening to this, like raise your hand if you've ever done any sort of recreational drug. 
even though you still saw that this is your brain True. on drugs commercial, you know, like it's True. just what you said, like kids are going to seek things out, but especially if you kind of make it this taboo thing, yes. um, and it's kind of similar with, um, like the drinking age in our country, how it was, um, it was 21 and then it was 18 and then yes. they moved it back to 21. And so that's another reason why you see like heavy, heavy, heavy binge drinking in as early as high school, but definitely in college because they were, you know, we were restricted from it for so long. So then once we're finally free quote, and we have our freedom, you just go way too all in. And it's, I just feel like it really does come down to just talking about it and learning about it and education. Also just learning to be more open-minded and understanding that it's, you know, not the exact same. It's very similar being a wine mommy, you know, like being a parent and enjoying your wine, being an adult and enjoying alcohol and being an adult and enjoying cannabis. Like it's not, it's not, you know, alcohol is the angel and cannabis is the devil, but that's what no. we've been taught. So it's so hard to like, just shut off your, um, like your muscle memory almost. And just like it's, tell your brain, yes. like, no, that's not true. And especially for some of us, it's medicine, you know, it's replaced. Mm -hmm. I was on prescription drugs for 10 plus years. Um, for it, those, those that do take it, if it works for you, that's wonderful for myself. It just didn't work for me. And so I was very grateful when I found out that cannabis was very beneficial to what I was seeking, like to feel as far as like the calmness. And, um, I'm very grateful that I would have been able to further my education and find specific cannabinoids like CBN which worked for me very well, um, you know, even more sometimes than CBD. When my anxiety is really, really high and CBD isn't cutting it, I will reach for the CBN knowing that that will uh, take care of those high anxiety days, extremely high anxiety days. So, uh, you know, it's really, really up to us to, like I said, educate ourselves, do some research. There's so many products out there that are geared towards women's wellness and parenting. And, you know, it's not about rolling joints anymore. We can have a little craft cocktail with a little bit of CBD and THC. And that's yeah. awesome too. And just get that ensemble effect, you know? So yeah, um, there's a lot of ways and I'm very grateful that uh, there, there is that option for medicine where I live. And I hope that in the future that all States give the plant medicine option to their citizens, because I do believe plant medicine is a human right. Yeah. I, well, I just saw um, a headline. I didn't read the article, but I just saw a headline saying that you know, I don't know if it's factual, but it's rumored that supposedly they're trying to push some federal uh, legislature legislation. Through. Yeah. Yeah. To just, cause it, yeah, I, especially I lived in California for three years and I feel like during that time alone, I learned so much and I still know very little, but I still learned so much and it changed completely. Like what I thought about it. I feel like one of my first real adult experiences with um, cannabis was when you and I talked about this right before we started recording is I was having really bad anxiety um, and it started affecting my sleep. And I just, I tried melatonin. It like worked for a week and then it almost actually like gave me insomnia and my dreams were really strange. Um, yeah. So I stopped taking that. And then one of my friends said that she went and got a CBD THC tincture and she was like, yep, like, honestly, I've been sleeping so much better. Like my, I can feel that I'm just more relaxed. So my body is able to rest more. Um, so 
<laughs> I was scared to go by myself. So she went with me because <laughs> I just like, you know, it's like going to a new school, like the first day of a new school where you just like, you don't know anything. You don't want to look stupid and you don't want to like be made fun of, which obviously that would never happen. But again, my anxiety was telling me that. <laughs> so I made her come with me and um, I got a tincture of a combo. I can't remember the ratio anymore um, of a CBD THC and a THC. And I, I mean, it completely changed like the quality of my sleep um, for the better. And I actually just told my husband the other day. So not only have I gotten pregnant and had a baby since we moved from San Diego, but I also told him, I feel like I have not gotten like, obviously being a new ish parent, like my sleep is not that great, but I also feel like I have not gotten good quality sleep since we lived in San Diego and I had access to that tincture, like genuine. So it's been like legit, like two years since I just felt like I got like a really good night's sleep. And I told him, I was like, that's one of the reasons why like I want to move back because I just felt like it was just, it's so normal, you know, like it's just totally yes. not a big deal and you're using it for a purpose. It is medicine and it's, you know, you figure out what, what ratio works for you or what yes. type works for you. And yeah, but I feel like that was my first real adult experience with it and like the power, you know, like the power of CBD. And um, since then, I feel like CBD in our country as a whole has like exploded. And we talked about this again a little bit before we started recording about how like the billboards are everywhere. And, you know, I live in North Carolina now and I was telling you like, I would never buy CBD here. Like I, I just am unsure of the source of the material um, because I feel like it's become something that people just really want to capitalize on. Um, yes. People just never, just never know. <laughs> just because CBD is on a billboard does not mean it is good. <laughs> yes. Like don't just like, don't call the number like, or a sketchy like store that has like a paper banner. Like don't just do your research first. Um but so going back to parenting and cannabis, how do you feel um, it's changed your parenting, whether like, you know, literally like the decisions and the way you're interacting with your children or just like your mental space about parenting or both? You know, I really appreciate the fact that cannabis made like really presented itself to help me become a more present, like present mother. It be helped me become a more mindful mother. When I was able to take all those scattered, I used to call it spaghetti brain. I would tell my kids, I have spaghetti brain, like no more questions. I can't think right now. Mm. And cannabis was able to center those thoughts, which then gave me a moment, which gave me an opportunity to then give my children a moment. So then I wanted to actually play Barbies and I actually wanted to make slime and I actually wanted to engage with my children and I didn't want to raise my voice. And because I wasn't drinking and I was getting a substantial amount of sleep, my temper wasn't all over the place. My, my hormones were, were regulated and I ha was reaching homeostasis on a mm. level that I never had before. And so it really, how can you not become a better parent when your homeostasis is, 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 re is there? It's, it's, it's at the all time high and you're just blissed out and you're feeling good 
and and things just start to make sense and you don't have that anxiety anymore of oh am i doing this right or do i have time for this or you know i really should be doing this instead and all those other things and you're just like no i'm i'm focusing on this moment this moment is what i'm doing this is so fun and i i love the way the slime feels and how long has it been since i've dressed a barbie and you start to really get into those those important parts of our childhood that we just we let flee from us so easily we grasp them and bring them back in and those are my favorite parts that that I've, I've discovered from cannabis not only does it help me sleep and obviously all the great things we hear about that does for our sex life and for our uh, menstrual pain and um, you know headaches etc but really what it does for us as parents because all those other needs are finally being met mm. when can we ever say that our headaches have been taken care of and our sleep has been met and oh we feel good in our bodies you know who has not taken the CBD bath bomb and ever wanted to just stay there forever? You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Put yourself in some CBD luxury and, and tell me all about it. You know? So <laughs> I just really feel like because cannabis taught me how to self-care, it taught me how to be mindful. So be, it was just happenstance. And of course, of course I, it would make me a better mother. Yeah. It, it, it made me more trickles down, you know, like you, and we've talked about this, this is like a super common theme. I think that our generation of parents is really picking up on, and I hope it sticks with us, is that like when you are taking care of yourself, when you are feeling good, then you are able to be a better parent and take yes. care of your children and make your children feel good and your spouse and your friends. Like it really does. I feel like we were taught especially as women, we were taught to, you know, serve everyone first and serve yourself last. And it actually needs to be the other way around. You have to serve yourself first, put your oxygen mask on first, fill your cup first, whichever metaphor or simile you prefer. You have to take care of yourself first because then you will absolutely see the effects in your parenting, in your relationships, for sure. I love that you said that. Yeah, it is definitely, it's, I mean, I love California, but that's another, you know, while it's up to the states to legalize recreational use, unfortunately, that's, it's a huge draw for California for a lot of people. I mean, I feel like I remember hearing about this, like when California first made um, uh, cannabis legal saying that like a lot of people decided to move there. A lot of people who were using it as medicine and they just knew that they weren't going to have to jump through all of the paperwork and legal hoops and they would be able to just go get the medicine that they needed instead. Yeah. You know what? That's, that's, that's what it is. That's what it comes down to. They always say there was also a, a Colorado exodus when the Colorado was one of the first ones. A lot of parents, because Colorado was one of the first to use CBD on children for oh. medicinal value. And so for children, parents that didn't want their children on heavy seizure medicine, where they wanted, they were, they were thinking, okay, well, look at the, the Stanley brothers have created this Charlotte's web. We're going to go where Charlotte's web it grows. And so thousands of parents came, you know, and, and families came and built their lives out in Colorado because of CBD. And, and, wow. and I know it's pretty I don't, Yeah. I didn't know that they were, you know, substituting it. Um, for seizure medicine on children. I didn't know that. Wow. Yes. Yes. The whole documentary um, that uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta did. It's a three part oh, documentary okay. for people that want to watch. It's called weed. I know that the name could have been better. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, not, like not, uh, really not too creative there. <laughs> the low hanging fruit people. Yeah. I'm hoping one day, and I've, I've seen some entities that have tried. I have, I've been a part of some entities that have tried 
I really hope to see a channel one day that just is a big education network. I really hope to see that, you know, but you know, only time will tell. Yeah. I think, um, you know, hopefully if it becomes just legal in all 50 States, it would absolutely force a change. Us, in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would, us to it educate. Would, yeah. Cause it would just, I don't know, just makes more sense. I feel like you, you know, why wouldn't you want to learn? I don't know. That's just me. Like I'm, clearly a very open person. So like, why yeah. wouldn't you want to learn about something that could help you? Or even if you're not interested in it, like, why wouldn't you want to just learn about it? it? Yeah. Yep. Just so you know. Yeah. I mean, again, like, that's just how I think. I know a lot of people don't think that a lot of parents don't think that way. Um, but it's, I mean, if it's helping you and, you know, you feel better, you are, you know, you feel better as a person, which means you feel better as a parent. I just don't see what's so wrong about that. Yeah. Give plants a chance. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So cute. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, we obviously can't talk about all of this without talking about the white privilege that comes with um, consuming cannabis um, in our country. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of you guys listening know that the, like, the disproportionate amount of um, white people versus people of color in prison for very small offenses, such as possessing marijuana in a state where it's illegal or they're possessing, possessing more than the legal amount. Like it's, it's true. It's really, really wild. We already know that like the racism that's embedded literally in our, in our entire country's core, in our medical system, in our justice system. We like, we already know it's there, but I would love to know like your thoughts because you are a white woman and you, so you carry with you this privilege of being able to have an Instagram account and write articles and be this person who can loud and proud say, this is what I do. And yes, you 100% like people are, people are fucking cornering you in the school bus. Like, <laughs> like it's fucking high school and she's a fucking principal, which is, that's just, there's just layers to that. Yeah. There so, are layers to that. Yeah. That's fucking weird. <laughs> you're receiving. Yeah. Like you're receiving shit, of course, but you know, if you were a person of color, it would be like, Oh, Oh my God. Like people like fucking parents, like, let's be honest, like other parents would call the cops on you. Like absolutely, whether or not you live in California, like whether or not you live in California and it's legal, like 100% you would be like enemy number one once parents found out. So I feel like we do have to just kind of acknowledge that and talk about that. And what has your, I guess, like, what has your experience been with that? Like, as you have learned more and as you've like grown in your professional community, you know, I, did not plan on showing my face at first. I created the Mommy Jane. And as you can tell, it's a very ambiguous name for a reason. I wanted it to be representative of all mothers and women that came across this page that could see it as a potential uh, benefit to them. I, you know, and so um, once my face was decided that it would be out there and my name was going to be out there, I figured no better person because I have this privilege and if anyone's going to break this stigma, it's, it's, it's got to be me right now so that I can open the doors for other women to do this. 
I knew in my heart, I knew in my heart what I, exactly what I was doing. Luckily it worked out to my favor because who knows, you know, it could have backfired, um, at any moment. And there's definitely been a change since four years ago when I started and what's happening in 2021. And I could not be happier. It is an honor to see so many more women of color with moms of color coming out of the closet, representing in brands, representing as advocates, representing on all fronts on the industry that I saw in the beginning was a very, and still is very whitewashed. I'm not saying was still is, yeah. but was so off to the point where I was like embarrassed. I was blonde. And I, I was like, I gotta, I gotta stop this blonde. I had blonde <laughs> hair. You guys will look at old mommy Jane pictures. I was like a bleach blonde mama. And I was thinking, I, I mean, I wear wigs now and stuff, but I was like, I'm just adding to this, like stigma of like, of course the white, mom is with blonde hair is going to be advocating for cannabis. So I figure with the wigs, I can represent and be more, uh, I guess, ambiguous for myself. You know, so I want to go back to that Jane. The wigs Mm -hmm. are the Jane. I don't want people to see like, oh, of course she's that, you know, I want people to see I wear wigs too, or, Hey, that's crazy. She wears wigs or let me know more about this woman. I didn't want to just be what my skin tone was because at one point I saw it. I I got so many brands. I still do coming Mm -hmm. at me. And I think, all the time when I hear people struggling to get sponsorships, I always think, fuck, would it be really different for me if this, if this was different? I think oh, about that all the time. So that's why I try so hard. I mean, the people that I hire behind the scenes are always women of color first. I'm, I, I, you, yeah, you know, I might get flack for that, but that's just how I'm able to keep that going for me. You know, like how can I help when I get money, when it comes to like my paychecks, I always make sure that I, I'm always buying from women of color too, so that my money comes in and goes out to women of color too. So I do my part. I can't do everything. I can't be a spokesperson for, for racism with cannabis. I understand my privilege. I don't know how much more I could do, you know, at this point, but I, I do my best. I'm, I'm partnering with Hailey Angie right now, who is an incredibly talented designer out of Los Angeles and comedian. And she's a woman of color right now as a, representing moms as well. So it's wonderful to see so many women coming up and I, and I will partner with as many as that want to partner with me, you know, because I, I can use my platform to help grow others. I want to, I use this platform to grow myself, knowing that if I ever did, I want to help other people grow. So yeah, my team will always be diverse and the people I partner with will always be diverse. And it's not something I advertise and it doesn't need to be, but if this is a conversation between you and me. Yeah, this is how I do it. You know? And, um, I owe it to the cannabis community because there are over 40,000 men and women incarcerated for nonviolent crimes right now. That means 40,000 families are destroyed unfairly because of a plant that should be legal. And so if I could do more and I will do more as, as the money comes in and my power expands, I will do what I can. But right now that's, that's, that's what I can do. Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad that you've said, even in the four years, you, you have noticed a difference and you've noticed a change. Um, I hope it keeps, you know, I hope it keeps increasing and we see more people of color, um, getting partnerships, owning dispensaries and being the face of yes, the face. Yeah. Because the face. You, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's crazy to think that. Yeah. You said 40,000. I mean, that's, it's just, it could insane. be more. I don't know. Who knows at this I point? I mean, you know? our prison system, like we won't even go there about like it's how at least our prison. <laughs> <laughs> Who, like it's, it's insane. I mean, if you're, 
Uh, I know we do have a few listeners in the UK, so I'm sure they're like, what the fuck? Like listening to this right now, like it's America yeah. is crazy. <laughs> I mean, I th- we've been like on display for at least minimum the past like five years ever five since years, this yeah. person was running for president. And then he was, Ugh. so we're not, nope, not I even going to, so. yes, we, yes, it is. Yeah. But I mean, like, good for you for acknowledging, you know, acknowledging your privilege and also acknowledging that you're doing as much as you can, but you know, like you're not a miracle worker and it's People wish I was, I know they do. Right. They treat me like they wish I was. <laughs> and it's, you know, hopefully if we can just get more and more people who are thinking like you and also understand their privilege when it comes to um, working in this, in this industry and even just using cannabis and understanding, like even just using it like in your home is a privilege. Yes. Um, yes. It's just that alone. Like if you are a white or even a white presenting person, because we've talked about this in the biracial episode, how I am a white presenting person. Like I'm well aware of my skin privilege, well aware. And it's, you at least just have to have that awareness. So awesome for you for having that awareness. Um, You know, again, like I know very little about the cannabis industry and by very little, I mean like pretty much nothing, but <laughs> from you're everything. holding yourself very well, considering your the conversation has been very strong and I'm really impressed with everything you've said so far and asked. Oh, thank you. I'm also, yeah. I'm a teacher. Teachers are like professional bullshitters. So, and they're professional <laughs> heroes. <laughs> thank you. Except for that one fucking principal on the bus. <gasps> She's a dick. <laughs> I grew up next to my superintendent and I, my, my mom still lives next to her and she is still the superintendent of oh school. Gosh. So wow. yeah. So she was a very strong woman too. And I, I grew up like having that female energy, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just, we, we need strong women, ladies. Okay. Don't dim your fire. Yeah. Take those jobs that, that no one wants. <laughs> yeah. And tell like, and tell them that they need to pay you same amount that they pay the mediocre white dude who's doing the same job for a different company next door. <laughs> My friend texts me that all the time. She's like, Jess, I just want you to know when I see you having bad days on Instagram, I just want to tell you that you need to carry yourself with the confidence of an old white man. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, I will. You can do nothing wrong. You built this country. <laughs> yeah. Um. So last two questions to wrap it up that we always ask every guest. Um, I don't know why I keep saying we, I did that. Like, oh, I did that too. Steps, like it's I'm me. Like, oh, like we're so it's... happy to meet you. I'm like, we, no, we're not. Oh my God. We're talking back to each other. Like I am literally, I do this by myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the questions that I always ask every guest, um, how has being a parent changed you as a person? And I know we've already talked about, you know, like how being a cannabis parent has changed your parenting, but I guess this is just kind of more in general. Like, how do you think you have changed since becoming a parent? I don't think we get asked this enough as parents, right? Because it's weird to think about <sighs> like how, like what you value has changed, like some of your personality traits and just like what you hold dear. Cause it 100% changes when you become a parent. It changes. And there's things that they don't tell you that you're never going to do again. And there's like, uh, just music you're never going to listen to again, clothes you're never going to wear again, um, people you're never going to see again, a- almost a blessing in disguise if you think yeah. about it. When like They're like, okay, well, I kind of didn't need that friendship anymore, so thank you. Um, but yes, you your sleep pattern, you will never ever appreciate sleep more in your entire life until you become <laughs> a parent. 
Um, my husband likes to call parenting a 24 hour anxiety attack. So if you think you're never not going to have anxiety, you're going to have anxiety. My mom, I called my mom, I think when I was like two years in and I was like, yeah. Uh, so when's the whole, like worrying about them going to end? She's like, Oh, <laughs> never. It's just, just never. she's like, you're 32. Yeah. 32 years. I'm going strong. I was like, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Thanks for telling me the truth. Let me know. She wasn't going to sugarcoat it, but she's like, every minute I'm hoping you are making a good decision. Oh my God. Every minute I'm hoping you are, you know, it's like, how do you not, you know? And I'm, I I have two children, one's from a previous marriage. So when she goes to her dad's, I'm like, you know, you go through that whole thing. Like, what is she eating? What is she doing? What is she wearing? Who is she with? Like, you know, the whole, the whole gamut as a mother and she's a teenager. So that, leads the parents teacher parents that are teenage parents hello hello I feel your pain okay I'm a new (laughs) teenage mom I am new but it is heavy okay it is heavy and then you see like strangers looking at them and like stop looking at my daughter (laughs) oh my gosh I can't even I I know I will get there but that's how it changes you and then you start to judge the way I was like, why can't I wear cutoff shorts when I was like 15 years old? But now it's like, you cannot wear cutoff shorts. You cannot, you know, so all those things that you think that you're, you wonder why your parents made such a big deal about. Now you're like, well, now I see why they didn't want me hanging out with Susie because Susie was kind of trouble. Yeah. So Susie's going nowhere. She smokes weed. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you did this full circle. You better leave that in. Oh, absolutely. That's, That's awesome. dang it. That's a 10. That joke's a 10. Thank you. <laughs> I, perfect. I worked very hard on it. I almost said we, we, I, I did that. You are a woman after my own heart. <laughs> oh, give me that Thank full you. circle joke. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so our very last um, question, a long-term moment just basically is another term for self-care or just a moment where you've been able to take a breath and maybe not feel like a parent for a second, or maybe just feel, you know, like that wholeness, that completeness within your parenthood. It really is, you know, like it's very DIY. So what has been your lawn chair moment recently? You know, I had a little bit of a uh, depression at the beginning of this year, and I worked really hard to get out of it. And one of the things I was so excited that when they opened up again, were the museums. Hmm. I love museums. I'm a loud person. I have a loud family. Museums are a place where I know I will not hear a noise. And if I do, it will be brief. And so for someone like myself that, you know, sensory overload can be a lot. um, And I love art of all kinds with a passion and being around creativity is, is so nourishing. And so I don't want anybody to ever underestimate the value of a museum walk alone. I just, you just saying I, I, that I'm like envisioning myself, like, like I am in a museum right now. Like just, I'm going yes. there mentally because it, yeah. Like that's just the silence and just like, but you're also surrounded by people. Yes. It's yeah. the safety. It's, it's the beauty. It's clean. There's clean bathrooms. There's usually a cafe if you're hungry or, or a close by restaurant. Um, it's usually low cost to no cost, depending on where you, where you are and you can get a membership and that's a tax write-off. So it's a great excuse. And every time an exhibit changes, guess what? You have a lawn chair moment because (laughs) there's no excuse lady. You got, you got an exhibit change. You have to go see. So 
it's a great, great way to remind yourself to self-care because as mothers, we forget, as you were mentioning earlier, to put the oxygen mask on. We serve others before we serve ourselves. I am guilty of always eating cold food. Mm. Always. So to the from the mom who eats cold food and has been for the past 13 years, go get yourself a museum membership, mom, and get yourself a lawn chair moment. <laughs> and oh, shoot. Music. Oh, it's no kids allowed. I guess I have to go I by know. myself. Oh, darn. Uh, you have to be like over five feet. I'm so sorry. <laughs> if you can get yourself a CBD beverage beforehand, even better. <laughs> that sounds amazing. That's awesome. That's, that's great. I mean, no one has mentioned. Yeah. I feel like that no one has mentioned like going to a museum or like part, like you're in public, but you are still have you know, but you're still having this like private moment Those. to yourself. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. And you can make a playlist ahead of time and you can read every placard or don't. You can look at every texture on the painting or don't. You can look at sculptures and or decide to go to a second exhibit or don't. It is like the ultimate choose your own adventure in solitude, but still feel that safety of humaning and adulting. You don't have to adult with alcohol. You don't have to adult with clubs. It can be a daytime experience. We got to carve those moments out as mothers. And you can do that before the children get home from school if you do it right. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You're I welcome. Really, what a great yeah. question. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, well, this has been really, really great. Um, I really appreciate you just sharing, you know, like what it is that you do and also, you know, like what you were doing before you discovered cannabis and how it could help you. And, but also being, you know, honest with the, I guess, quote, feedback that you have received from other parents and the like. And cause it's just... I mean, they're stupid in my opinion, <laughs> you know, if but, I wish them well and I hope they get educated every time right? I always think, you know, it's just a miseducation. And how do you tell that to an assistant principal? You can't, but you know, one day she will, you know, one day she will open up the, the LA times and she's going to see an article helping with, uh, you know, c- cervical cancer on elderly or whatever it is. And, and she's going to be like, wow, that's what Jessica was doing. I get it now. Yeah. I shouldn't have yelled at her in the school bus. Shouldn't have cornered her when she has social anxiety. And that's the reason. Like, lady, you're the reason why I need CBD. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe if at the beginning of this episode, you were like, what? Like, nah, like, I don't want to hear about parents who like take drugs. Like, first of all, it's not like that. It's not that deep. Stop. And second of all, like, maybe you think differently now because it's. You know, it's just something that you are using to make yourself a better person. And like we said many times before, that trickles down and affects the rest of your life and your children's lives. And, you know, like you said it very well, like it's medicine. You're just helping yourself feel better and be a better person. Exactly. You summed it up beautifully. Oh, thank you. You're so like nice. a great teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've had a lot of practice. <laughs> exactly. Hey, well, well said. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, and as always, you guys know that you can find me on Instagram at parentel and you can find Jessica on Instagram at the mommy Jane, all one word, the mommy Jane on Instagram, on all social medias, but I'm mostly active on, on Instagram. So find me there. Same, same. All right. It was great talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye everyone. Bye. Bye.